How rich am I? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 40 of Tractate Nazir, and we learned that asking that question will never produce satisfaction with what you have. The right question is, how poor am I? Compared to most of the world, the answer is not poor at all. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. A man once came to the Maggid of Mezrich and asked, Rebbe, our sages instruct that the same way one blesses heaven for the good, one must bless heaven for the bad. How does one do that? That's an important question, replied the Maggid, that it would be best to ask my student, Reb Zusha of Anipoli. And so off the fellow went to Anipoli. He arrived in Anipoli and found the house. It was a one-room shack with dirt floors and barely any furniture. There were children of all ages running to and fro with old clothes that looked like hand-me-downs, not just from one sibling to another, but from cousins to cousins, uncles to nephews, and aunts to nieces. There was a small loaf of dry bread on the kitchen counter. Rebzusha appeared, and the visitor posed the question he had asked the market earlier. How does one fulfill the dictum of our sages to bless heaven for the bad the same way one would bless heaven for the good? Rebzusha pondered the question and responded, Honestly? I have no idea why the Rebbe sent you here. Thank God my life is all good. I am incredibly blessed. Today's stuff discusses the three mitzvahs that require shaving. Nazir, Mitzorah, the spiritual leprosy-type skin affliction that arose from sins like Lashonhara, and the Levite service. The Gemara seeks to derive the scriptural source for the requirement to shave with a razor and uses a curious expression when describing the offerings brought by people in different income brackets. Let's look at the Gemara. Three types of people must shave their hair and their shaving is a mitzvah. A Nazir, and a Mitzorah, and Levites. And all of them, if they shaved with an implement other than a razor or if they left two hairs uncut, they have achieved nothing. The Master said there... Three types of people must shave their hair and their shaving is a mitzvah. This is obvious. It is necessary lest you say that the mitzvah is due to the removal of hair and therefore even one who applied a depilatory has fulfilled his obligation. Therefore it teaches us that this is not so. It was taught and all of them if they shave with an implement of other than a razor they've achieved nothing. Granted the source of the Nazir's law is clear. As it is written, and a razor shall not come upon his head. And similarly regarding the Levites, it is written, and let them cause a razor to pass over all their flesh. However, from where do we derive that a Mitzorah must be shaved with a razor? Rav of Barnish said to Ravashi, Let us argue the following. What is the common denominator between the Levites and the Nazir that the offering in each case is not based on poverty? How can we draw an analogy to the Mitzorah whose offering does consider poverty level? Let's analyze the Gemara. Tosis explains that in the first two cases, there exists a set offering whether one is rich or poor. By contrast, a poor Mitzorah may bring a bird offering instead of the regular sacrifices. In contemporary parlance, we would probably say that the Nazir and Levites bring the same offering irrespective of how wealthy they are. The Talmud, however, frames the contrasting offerings of the Mitzorah in terms of poverty. The offerings are the same regardless of how poor they are. Why does the Talmud construct the differentiation in terms of poverty as opposed to wealth? In the Aleinu prayer, we acknowledge that God is in the heaven above and in the earth below. 
A famous Hasidic aphorism plays on those words and suggests that when it comes to heavenly matters, you should look above. But concerning earthly issues, one looks below, meaning as follows. All too often, when we contemplate our heavenly spiritual accomplishments, we point to those below us and exclaim, Look at their poor performance! My religious dedication far surpasses all those less meticulous people. When in fact the correct approach to religious observance is in the heaven above. You should be looking to those more committed and accomplished and striving to climb ever higher. By contrast, when it comes to material pursuits, most people look at those who have more than they do and envy their affluence. In that realm, the Hasidic masters teach, one should be looking in the earth below to those who have less than you. Compared to most of this planet's inhabitants, you are extraordinarily wealthy. You should be exceedingly satisfied with your lot when you consider how blessed and well off you truly are. And most of the time, you needn't look at the other ends of the earth. You're probably pretty comfortable compared to most people in your own country. That's the meaning of the Gemara's choice of defining relative financial status in terms of poverty. When it comes to material possessions, we shouldn't be looking at those who have more than us, judging our prosperity relative to theirs. We should always think in terms of rates of poverty, considering those who are economically less privileged than ourselves. That's the proper spiritual perspective to maintain. When you ask yourself, how wealthy am I, or how wealthy would I like to be, you'll never be content with the answer, because you could always have more. Our sages tell us that one who has a hundred desires two hundred. But when you ask yourself, how poor am I, you're bound to respond, hey, I'm really not poor at all. On the contrary, I'm abundantly blessed. How fortunate I am to be me. Hashem has been exceedingly generous with me and my family. The Almighty has bestowed His blessings of bounty upon you. It's time to start redirecting your envy towards spiritual goals. They are your eternal possessions. May you be blessed with overflowing abundance in every aspect of your life, the spiritual, physical, material, emotional, and psychological, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativedaf.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.